Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Jake had me hyped up that he was going to do a new intro today, and then he flopped. So apparently yeah, I'm not I, doing that. I completely forgot it. It's written down, <laughs> but I left it at my office. So uh, it's not getting done today. So maybe next week, people. Next week. Look out for that. He's going to overhype that, and then he's going to remember or not remember again. Yeah, probably. Good All right, welcome back, everybody. It's another fantastic Thursday. We are currently watching the game as we are talking. But in the meantime, Jake, tell us what you're drinking. I am drinking Central Waters Brewing <clears throat> Company's Duncan, which is it's essentially a Dunkaroo-flavored Imperial Stout. So I'm very excited about this because I love Dunkaroos. That just, it does sound good. Like It sounds like it'd be a good beer. I'm starting off with the left-hand brewing White Russian Nitro, which I told Jake that I was going to have this one today, and he told me it's good. So I'm hoping that lives up to expectations i love white russians haven't had one for a very long time uh but i also love stouts so hopefully this pairs up seems like there's like some pressure in here so i have a feeling this is gonna explode you've seen the tiktok thing where you like grab it like this jesus you grab the can like this really tight and then you like push the air back down to the bottom i feel like that can't be real it works it was i saw it on the one of the factor cap channels I don't know what that means. It, there's like people will show stuff on TikTok and be like life hack, and then there's oh, accounts that will like test it out and see if they're I think lying. This is or actually, not. white. Have you yeah. had this before? Yeah. Oh no, it's not. It's lighter. It, it is light. I thought it was white. Oh yeah, no, it's not white. There was like a top layer of foam just chilling in the can, so it looked white to me. But it is a light. <clears throat> oh man, I'm very happy to have this drink. It's been a lot. Me too. I love my new job, but two hours of two and a half hours of driving every day to get to and from work, it's not great. That's the uh, the one downside. So, I'm ready for a beer. But Kyle, why don't you go ahead and introduce the NFL segment of the week? Yeah, I think it is. Is it my turn? Um, I don't even know. I'm just gonna talk anyway because the only thing I want to talk about. I wanted to. It's weird the way that the time kind of matches up, but. Uh, we were kind of talking about before we started the pod today too about the game that's happening right now. So I think I just kind of want to stick to that because it would be nice for us to do kind of like a pregame preview, uh, which I'm actually really glad we didn't because this is not how I expected this game to be going. Um, so for those that aren't paying attention or don't pay attention tonight, uh, we've got the uh, Denver versus Cleveland game. But the big thing is, uh, if you don't know, Cleveland is dead. On the offense, on the offensive side of the ball, they still have most of their uh, you know starting players for the defense. But you have no Baker. Uh, OBJ is injured and doesn't look very good right now. It, it was questionable whether he's going to play or not. Jarvis Landry's back in the game, but DPJ actually had got an injury designation before the game started. Kareem Hunt's out, Nick Chubb's out. So you've got n- almost none of the starting lineup that's playing uh, going against Denver, who does have all their for the most part, all their starters, uh, except for some linemen, I think maybe I could be wrong, but either way, uh, you got Teddy that's out there playing. And so I honestly expect this was going to be a really close game, uh, and probably edge towards Denver a little bit, just based on the injuries. And right now Denver's getting smoked. The scoreboard doesn't reflect it as much. It's only 10 to nothing, but Holy crap. They're getting just destroyed right now. If you're actually watching the game. Yeah. I mean, they're showing it right now, you know, the Browns have 100 yards more of total offense, almost 90 more rushing yards. Like the, the Broncos are just getting beat in every facet of the game right now. And <clears throat> I thought the I thought the Browns were going to win. Um, it seemed like it felt like too much of a trap game to me. Um, it was actually just a really good pass defense right there. Um, but overall, 
like, I still thought Denver was going to be fine. Like, it's Case Keenum. It's given that Odell is active and Landry's active, that definitely changes the landscape of things for me. Like, even a bad quarterback can make those guys, like, or like those guys can make a bad sure. quarterback look decent. They've been doing it for Baker for a couple of years now. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cleveland fans, I'm kidding. Maybe. Ooh, that was actually almost um, a late hit on Keenum. Um, but. You know, I thought the Denver defense was going to come out looking a little bit better than this. And, uh, no, I was wrong. They're just getting walked right now. So, hopefully that turns around. But, yeah, man. Hopefully. I mean, what's going on to Cleveland right now is just kind of the NFL. It's just injuries upon injuries upon injuries. There was a point this week where, like, every running back was questionable. Yeah. Like, it's there's just so much. So many players are banged up at this point, which it's to be expected. You know, players get hurt. We know that. But it just seems like this year there's so many. And of course, it had to be the absolute worst timing too, because as most people in like the social media fantasy world call it, the bipocalypse is here, right? Yep. So you've got uh, a lot of your star players that are out in bye weeks. So on top of that, you're trying to fight all these crazy number of injuries that are happening this this week too. So you've got people literally starting as their number one running back, Dearness Johnson, this week, who is the third string running back for the Cleveland Browns. And so, I mean, it's it's just a wild series of events that's happening right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. My fantasy teams are in shambles. I have a league where I'm like unironically starting Colin Johnson, Ke- like Keelan Cole, like just terrible players, and I just yeah. have not, I have it's nothing weird. else that I can do because when, so if you think about it, I don't, I don't actually have the 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 rankings in front of me, but let me pull them up real quick, like the stats on on players real quick. Um, so like just the wide receiver position. If I go to all. And then sort by scoring. So uh, Mike Williams on a bye. Justin Jefferson on a bye. C.D. Lamb on a bye. Adam Thielen on a bye. Stephon Diggs on a bye. Deontay Johnson. Uh, Chase Claypool. Keenan Allen. Amari Cooper. Marvin Jones Jr. Like of the top 30 running, or 30 wide receivers, like 10 of them are on bye. If you go mm-hmm. to running back, you're running, you're running to the same thing. Eckler, running back two on the year, on a bye. Najee, running back three on a year, on a bye. Zeke, running back five on the year, on a bye. James Robinson, running back eight on the year, on a bye. And then even like, you know, Dalvin Cook, consensus running back two coming into the year, currently running back 20. He's on a bye. Tony Pollard's on a bye. Zach Moss is on a bye. Like, it's just, it's insane. And it's also weird, too, because I was looking it up earlier today because I was talking to somebody about it. There's six teams on a bye right now. No other week has more than four, and there's three weeks that have two teams on buys. So I don't get why there's so many. Like yeah. it just, it, from a business standpoint, doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it is what it is. Certain, uh, certain turns around there, that's a pick. That's close to fucking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just a, it's a crazy week or so in football and I'm hoping that I come out on top, but I have a distinct feeling that's not going to happen. It's always weird for me too. Cause as a, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan for those that don't know. And when I don't have Dallas to watch, honestly, fantasy football is the only reason that I still care. Uh, and so now a little bit with sports betting too, cause it's legal in Arizona. So, woo-hoo. um, I haven't really talked about that at all, but we could talk about that as a topic sometime if anybody wants or cares to hear about that because uh, I've learned a lot over the last few weeks of the season. But with that being said, um, I think it's 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 tough as a fan of a, a football team that's on a bye week to get involved. But that's why I do think for those that want to be more involved or, or like are trying to like, you know, get into football, you, you have to play fantasy. You yeah. have to. 
that's it gets you was... connected to the players connected to different teams that aren't just your, your you know your fan team and uh, your knowledge base will just blow up because you you find yourself just even if you don't even put that much background into fantasy even just setting a lineup you'll kind of learn uh, a lot of the different players names and everything so i think it, it makes it a lot more fun uh, but that being said still this week is going to be kind of boring for for football uncle kyle dropping some heat in the chat for you kyle dallas is undefeated against the spread this year so this is killing it bro dallas spread there's your, there you go there's your week eight bet right there you're gonna start probably start not. start the parlay off with that one <laughs> all right but, well like you said not a lot to talk <clears throat> about in the nfl right now besides everybody being hurt or on a bye week so yeah, why don't well. we parlay this into your first topic I realized that I did go first last week, so I probably should have introduced the NFL, but it is what it is. That's okay. Uh, Let me look. I got to look at my list because now I'm already forgetting what my two topics were. Uh, Okay, so my first one, and we'll see how this goes, I guess, but I want to know just in general, what are your opinions on VR and where do you think that it's going now that we've kind of, as the technology advances, and I... I would point this initially to the video game world uh, just to kind of see what your opinions are there. But, and then you can disconnect from that completely and talk about however you want. But I'm just curious what you think about uh, VR as a whole. Do you have it? Do you use it? Have you used it? Do you think it's good? Uh, And then kind of roll it into where do you think it's going? Yeah. So I have used it a a few times. (laughs) We do have a VR lab on campus here, which is pretty cool. I've been meaning to go check that out. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool. It's never going to be like a go-to for me though. Like, I don't know. I'm using specifically with video games. Like I like the, like being able to just like sit down, relax, play video games. I don't want to have to be like jogging in place to move in game and like all of this shit that goes at some of it. Like Beat Saber is cool, but it's also like a fucking workout. I've never played. I've always wanted to. I've played it once. There's a, so like a couple, like I've seen a more frequently in like malls and stuff where there will be like a VR gaming yeah. store in the mall for lack of a better term. Um, I don't know. It's you go to mall. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Go on. I just thought of another topic. <laughs> How often do you use the mall? <laughs> Not much, but when I have been, I've seen them. Um, <laughs> I mostly go to the mall to go to GNC. There's the whole topic covered. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's cool, but it's not for me. Um, I, I that's just from the video game standpoint from like a real world standpoint or like other applications. I think there are a lot of ways that it could be very useful. I think it could be used as a training tool for a lot of companies, um, especially companies that are more hands-on without having to sacrifice materials or or extra time or anything like that. You know, you you can have one instructor teach a group of 70, 80, 90, a hundred plus people at the same time on a task that can be replicated in game. You know, it's not uncommon. There's even, um, I I don't know if this was a real article or or a fake article, which I shouldn't be quoting at them, but I'm going to. But there was talks of like training doctors how to perform surgery in in virtual applications as opposed to, you know, what they do now. Like you you stitch on a banana, like you stitch on on cadavers or, you know, dead animals. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. There's probably value in both. Um, Yeah just from a pure like amount of practice you could get like if you had a vr headset at your home and could do that Mm -hmm. all the time like that would be fantastic which it's not like you can't get a fucking sewing kit and a banana at your house or whatever you know but that being said like it's it would be cool to have like a more interactive experience but i'm sure there is still some value in like you must put 
your hands onto a, a true object and still like demonstrate steady hands and, and be able to do all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. There, there's there's always going to have to be a real world component to it. Um, but I just think that there's, I think there's opportunities outside of gaming that are more interesting to me than in gaming. Um, like just a few things that I think would be cool. Like being able, like a VR movie where like you could be in the movie in a sense. Like an interactive experience, do you mean? Yeah. Like you'd step in and be a character in the movie? Yeah, essentially. That'd be pretty cool. Like that'd be that'd be sick or it if would have could... to be like a did you ever watch the um shit, what's it called? The Netflix series. It's black something. I'm blanking on what it's Black Mirror. Called. Black Mirror. Did you do the interactive version of that? Yeah. Yeah, so like you'd be like the character stepping into like a scenario like that where it's like a choose your own adventure. Exactly. That'd be, that'd be like that'd be sure. that'd be cool. Um yeah. you could use them for um you know, like it'd be less fun than actually doing it, but like you could use it to like mimic travel. So like, especially right now, like that would be a great application, like during a pandemic where people want to travel, but they're not able to, let's get a guy with a, a camera to go around and you, you know, you film everything and then you just, you know, 3d model it all and people can explore Rome from the comfort of their home without having to travel during a pandemic or, you know, I think there's, there's plenty of real life applications where I think it could be super useful. Um, uncle Kyle points out in the chat here that, um, uh, for there's VR training for truck driving. Um, so, you know, he's yeah. a, yeah, that's he's awesome. a CDL licensed, uh, <clears throat> driver. So when I saw it, that comment pop up, I, first thing I thought was, I wonder if uncle Kyle plays, uh, that truck driving simulator game. Yeah. And I'm talking about, you ever yeah. seen videos of that? Like yep. on Reddit and shit. And that would be so fucking funny. I mean, Kyle, pop in if that's a real thing for you. Because it would kill me, like, deep down in my soul. If you're in your free time, you're just driving a truck in a simulator. <laughs> that has a yeah. truck driver. That would be so fucking funny to me. I hope that's a real thing. Yeah. So I think, to me, the real-world applications of it are a, a cooler opportunity than the... Uh... Oh. Yikes. Did you watch that? That was terrible. I All saw right. the end of it. Um yeah. I think the real world applications are are cooler and more exciting to me than the video game applications for it. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, I think so for me, right? Like uh, I have very little experience with VR, uh, and from a usage standpoint, oh, it was blocked. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, I didn't see uh, a lot of opportunity that up to this point. Like I've never really seen like one that you could go use in like a public place, and I probably wouldn't do that anyway. I think that's kind of uh, kind of gross um, in COVID times anyway, but. That being said, I did play a little bit back in the day, like on some of the original versions, like the uh, like the old OG like PlayStation one that they had, uh, and then I think Xbox had one too that they were using. I can't remember. Anyway, I haven't done like your Oculus or anything like that, but I will say that I have done like some VR experiences. Like when I was in Hawaii, I did a VR tour of Pearl Harbor because it was just uh, included in this package thing that I did, um, and I won't. And kind of counter to your point about the travel thing, like when I went and did that, immediately following that, I actually went and saw, um, saw like I saw firsthand Pearl Harbor. Like I took the tour of everything right. out there, and, and it is just from a narration standpoint, I think it was kind of interesting to like hear some of the things they had to say about very specific things in the in the virtual tour uh, in VR. But that and part of it might just be that it's a little outdated for them that experience. Like maybe it needs an update, um, but that experience from a travel perspective is never going to be the same to me. Mm -hmm. And it, honestly, it's not like, it's not like I was bored. Like I was interested in what they were saying, 
but I think if it was not narrated and I was just like walking through somewhere uh, virtually, I would not have valued that experience very much. Um, but that being said, it's, I don't know, I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying about the travel piece. The one thing that somebody brought up to me recently that I thought was an interesting concept is now that we've, because of COVID, obviously a lot of things have changed and probably some of them permanently. And I had a guy uh, that I work with bring up recently. He's like, wouldn't it be very interesting to see an environment in which you are a work from home person, but instead of throwing on a headset with a webcam and a zoom call, you literally hop into VR and like you have essentially like an avatar, right? Where you sit in a meeting with other people and it's more interactive than just, you know, somebody seeing your face on a webcam. So you like, you enter your work meetings on an interactive basis. And I think that was a pretty interesting concept as well. And I never really thought about that before, but that to me is, is super interesting in terms of the work from home environment and how you could have advances from this type of technology. My buddy, Sean just hopped into the chat. Hey, thanks for stopping by Sean. Miss you. Have to get together sometime. Um, Sean plays softball with me out in Sycamore. He's the, re- oh, he's nice. part of, he's part of the reason that we have to move the podcast from Thursdays for a little bit there. Um, the worst. uh, but yeah, I, I give, I think you and I are kind of on the same page there. It sounds like, like it, there's there's better applications than just the gaming space. I think the gaming space was a good platform for it to start and launch off of, but I think there's bigger can, and better things for it. I will say 100% agree with that, but the one reason that I haven't taken more advantage, and this is very seriously like one of the only reasons, is because Facebook owns Oculus and I won't buy Oculus. And I think Oculus is the most um, friendly for a price point entry to get into VR. Uh, so it's the one that I would like want to buy but I will not because Facebook owns their shit and Facebook literally like they track everything that you're doing through VR too. And it's not like I'm like an overly private person or anything. I just am bothered by the fact that they have taken those additional steps to collect data on you from just using a VR headset. I don't, I don't like it. So yeah, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or like, I don't think Facebook is probably doing anything of value with that data for like, that's going to affect you anyway, like on a case by case basis. But I just, it's annoying to me that they have turned it into a data collection method. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I don't, I'm not one to care too much about my data, steal my identity. I'm not either. I don't care. I just don't like Facebook. Like if it was anybody else doing the same thing, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But it's fucking Facebook. I'm not into that. Facebook is gonna Facebook. Did you hear they're supposedly changing their name? Why? Because they're fucking everything up. No, it's because I don't know. It has something to do with like wanting to be known f- for more. I don't know. Okay. It was it nah. was some weird article I saw on Yahoo. Um, but yeah, they're potentially going through the process of changing their name. So that I don't wholeheartedly agree with you though. I think an interactive gaming experience though too, and like an FPS uh, type of game would be incredible. Uh, I think it'd be cool, but there's just like for it to be truly interactive, you have to go to like the. I'm not lazy. <laughs> I work out more than you do. That might not be true anymore, but I think it's pretty true. We'll figure it out. Um, but I like to get the true experience. You have to go like, have you ever seen the setups that they have um, for? Uh, I, I gotta highlight that one. Um, you ever see the um, experience that they have for shooters where it's like you're basically like hanging and you're on one of those treadmills that yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. just yeah. like powered by awesome. you. Like that'd be cool to do, but I'd want to do it like once a week. I don't want to do that every day. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that you necessarily would, but I do think there is a value there in like getting yourself into the game. That would be. Have you seen Ready Player One? You, yeah. you have to have seen that movie, right? Yeah. Like that is awesome. Yeah, it'd, it'd be cool, but it, it's like that's one of those things where it's like I'd want it to be like an escape room kind of thing. 
where it's just like a thing I do every once in a while, and it's just like a super unique experience each time. How many escape time. rooms have you done? Four? Oh, I've, I've literally only done one. I so love that, them. That comparison is like not relevant to me. I love escape rooms. <laughs> I... I'm a. I love problem solving. I love like figuring we out like fun. clues and ciphers and everything. That's what yeah, we, we should. Fun. We should have done that when we were down there. Uh, I don't know how many were going on because of COVID, but yeah. All we the ones up here. Sure. All the ones up here have still been going on with COVID. They just sanitize. Honestly, everything we just really time. haven't looked into it. There might be two, but we don't really do that much. Fuck it. Um, but yeah. I again. I think there's there's benefit to it in the gaming space. There's benefit to it in the real world space cost of entry is pretty high from what i remember i haven't looked into it in quite it's some really time. not that bad that's the thing that bothers me the most because it's oculus oculus is the one that's like really reasonable to get in but i just I won't do it it's a principal thing now like i have what's I'm the dying other on what's the other big vr um it's more expensive uh it's not the oculus hold on I there are look. some incredibly expensive ones for sure but like the this. the base level from oculus is i think is like a couple hundred bucks yeah which is not that bad is it has the price come down on that? I want to say it was like a thousand dollars or something when it came out. Oh yeah, here's the one I'm talking about: the HTC Vive. It's like sixteen hundred dollars. But yeah, you it's can get a, a brand new Oculus Two for three hundred bucks. Yeah, which I'm isn't see, that bad. Seeing them right now, and, and yeah, like that's not bad. But it's also just like I don't know. There's other things I'd rather spend that money on right now. Yeah, I mean that's completely fair. Like it's just not. I don't know. It's not a priority to me. Again, it's something that like the experience of doing it is cool, but it's not something that I need in my life like frequently. I'm I'm with you too from just like a pure, uh, you know, availability of content right now, because the only thing that I would probably do right now is Beat Saber, and I don't. I'm not gonna pay three hundred dollars to play Beat Saber. Have you ever like, seen the? Uh, up shit. You ever seen the Rekid videos? I don't think so. Um. So it's, um. Uh, what's it called um it's a it's a vr game i don't remember the actual game but it's a it's a first person shooter essentially um but there's like a creator who found this random kid who just makes a bunch of weird noises and is really like it's just funny content like to some people to me it is because i'm childish and i like stupid shit i'll send you a couple of the videos after this they're fucking hilarious okay. but it's all in vr and like that'd oh, be okay. cool like meeting people just do our and, podcast like, in vr that'd be it's an interactive experience That'd be sick, but yeah, there's, I don't know. There's cool applications for it. Not for me right now. Anyway, um, who knows? My opinion changes on everything every day. So yeah, we're probably not that far off though. Neither of us are really that invested right now, but yeah, I think it opens a whole new world. I think there's a lot to, a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Like we probably like barely scratched the surface of, of, you know, options that are going to be exist in existence because of VR. But like, if you think about it too, like, you know, you could, you could have, uh, you know, as a, a therapy almost, right? For people mm-hmm. that are like bedridden. Uh, I think I actually saw there might have been a movie about that one time where it's like a, a senior home gives like the VR headsets to people to help them just like be more mobile and do things like get out and like experience the world virtually without having to you know deal with the limitations that they have in the real world. So there, there's definitely a ton of stuff out there that can be applicable, but. Um, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty much with you. It's. It's. It's a not right now for me, but I understand completely the value that's there. Yeah, there's. There's a <laughs> lot of opportunity there, and it's a cool space that I think is going to continue to get explored more. And if there's anything that we know that the world does right now, it's. It's find applications for anything, even if it's unnecessary. Just finding a oh, reason yeah. to use new shit for sure. something. 
Could I, I see no reason they won't end up doing the exact same thing with VR. Yeah, makes sense, dude. That's all I got, though. Pretty quick and easy one. How's that first beer treating you? It's okay. Honestly, like, it's so weird. I had it out of a tap, so that could... Ooh, Von Miller just got hurt. Um, it's like a really a light tap, beer so that wants be to be a heavy beer. I don't know, dude. It's weird. It's not bad. It's just pretty freaking weird. Well, I'll tell you right now, mine is disappointing because I thought it was going to be amazing, and it's fine. <laughs> but I'm not done with it yet, so we're not going to rank it. So on to Fair my enough. first topic. It's spooky season. I'm going to keep bringing it up for the entire month. What? Sorry, this is work-related. Somebody just texted me about something. Oh, um, so I have yet another tier list for us, Kyle. We're going to try and make this one go a little bit quicker than last week so I don't take up 45 minutes of the episode. But even if we did, we've already got one topic out of the way. Okay. So it's spooky season. At work, we've been talking about this all week. Oh, you said that on Twitter. Okay. Scary movies. Horror This films. is a horrible one to do with me. I'll do it, don't. but I don't watch scary movies. Well, we go. I'm a giant out. chicken shit. I'm terrified of scary movies. I don't like to watch them. I think it's weird. So this could be a topic in and of itself, but I think it is very strange that people want to be terrified. I disagree. I think it's. You don't think that's weird? I think it's weird. I, I don't think it's weird. Why do you? Why is that not weird? We can start off with that. Tell me why it's, why it's not weird that you want to be scared. It's an adrenaline spike. It's no different than driving fast in a car, shooting a gun going bungee jumping going on a roller coaster like it's just an adrenaline spike i don't feel fear for most of the things that i want to do that give me adrenaline right like i will say that the one thing that like that i could argue is uh you know something that makes you feel a little fearful but you get excitement is like roller coasters but for me scary movies man i just don't want to sit in my house and be i guess maybe it's because they make me a little paranoid too like after i watch a scary movie i'm like what the is that sound? You know what I mean? Like I yeah. forgot a little bit. So I just, I, I hate them, but I'll, I'll rank with you. That's fine. I I'm love that. All right. So let's, uh, like I said, going to try and fly through it a little bit. There's a few in here that I haven't seen. Um, so let me just add that, that tier real quick. Um, add real if you want to say number that we haven't seen, woo brother, there's going to be a lot of them for me. Um, well, yeah, that's why we're going to do the haven't seen just for me. Um, <laughs> okay. If one of us has seen it, we can rank it. That's the way I'm looking at it. So we're okay. going to start off with A Quiet Place. Have you seen it? I don't think so. Um, I think I saw a lot of reviews for this one recently on the internet, and then I never watched it. It's very good. I don't think it's worth S tier, so I'm going to place it in A tier. Okay. I'm gonna, that's going to piss somebody off. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> um, next up is Hereditary. Never seen Kind of figured. I'm going to put this in B tier. It's good. I don't think it deserves A tier, though, so gonna stay a little bit lower um next up is it we can this do one the might ri- shock folks never seen it. <laughs> god damn it kyle <laughs> this i believe is the trailer for the new it but i'm gonna count the old it with it okay it's a b-tier movie it's not as good as everybody likes to say it is that one's really gonna piss people off uh sean just posted put the ring at the top uh i, I have seen that one i was terrified I, yeah, it scared me. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Sean also said that he's five drinks in. Don't worry, Sean. We will catch up. Maybe not live, but I'll get there. I yeah. Read the logo, bro. 
two beers per person. Four beers, four tacos, two average husbands. Come on. These not are every, things. Not, not everybody's seen that, Kyle. <clears throat> That's fair. Not yet, anyway. You can look at the back of the shirt. I'm not Subscribe and we'll give you a free one. Yeah. Well, not everybody. But you, you, the 200. you heard it here, Sean. Or some shit like that. Maybe we'll rig the giveaway. What did you Who say? Knows? Is it 250? I, I don't remember what I, I think. I said 100. I think I said 100, and then we'll do it again at 250 or something. Oh, okay. I don't Either know. way, those people okay. are sure. Go to YouTube and subscribe. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, it's fine. This next movie, I don't know what it is, so I'm going to put it there. Um, Never seen it. As Sean kind of points out with A Quiet Place, it's more of a thriller. There's thrillers on here. We're just going to let it be. Um, next up is Get Out. This might be a hot take. I've seen it, and I loved it. I loved it too. I love that movie. I'm going to yeah, put it in sure. S tier because it really makes you think. It's like a really psychological horror, and I just, I absolutely love that style of movie. I thought it was really good. Um, next up is Train to Busan. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's a Korean movie, uh, zombie apocalypse. Whole thing takes place on a train. I won't spoil too much of it. It is a very, <clears> very good movie. Um, I'm comparing it to other zombie movies, though, and it's not my favorite. I'm going to put it at the top of B tier. That's going to piss somebody off. I'm going to say that about everything in here because horror movie fanatics are so, like, so attached to the movies. Yeah, I wish Carly was doing this instead of me, honestly, because I think she's probably seen a lot more of these than I have, and she'd probably make for a better person to talk about this with. I pull, pull her on screen. I just texted her and told her she should be a part of this. I don't think she'll do it, though. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever, Carly. I get it. You're too cool for us. Yeah, so is my wife. Um, <clears throat> next up is Hush. Never seen it. Never seen it. Uh, the Vitch. Never seen it. Christ, Kyle. This wasn't you, terrible. I yet. will have seen maybe five or six of these. I think you have seen more. You, um, you're going to be surprised. Which is an A-tier movie. Um, uh, <clears throat> not going to hear arguments on that one. Some people will argue one way. Most people would probably say it's not A tier or S tier. They'd probably agree with me there, but it is very, very good. Uh, next up is Creep. Never seen. Never seen it. Cabin in the Woods. Uh. I feel like you have to have seen this one. Don't I feel think like... I have. So let me look it up. It's See if if, if it's the movie it. that I think it is. It's kind of it's a movie that kind of is scary, but also mocks horror tropes at the same time. Um, it's kind of like a, a horror comedy movie. Um, Dude, I'm I, not gonna lie. So if, if they if somebody, uh, you know, hypes up their movie as a horror, I won't watch it, even if it's like a comedy. <laughs> really? I think I have seen this though. Uh, now that I'm looking at some images from this, I'm pretty sure I've seen it, and I don't remember thinking anything. It's ass. I'm gonna put it in E tier because I don't think it's worth F tier, but it's not. Think, yeah, it's not. I don't good. remember thinking it was spectacular um next up is pandorum never seen this is an f-tier movie it's trash don't okay. waste your time watching it i think a lot of these movies you should watch but that movie's terrible um next up is the strangers never seen neither have i um we actually that's one of the movies that we've talked about watching at work um and it's the one with my boat i don't think it's gonna win um Kyle must be the one to rate all the ones he has seen. That's well, 
That's what that's what the verbal aspect of the podcast is for, Kyle. That's for all the uh, the Spotify and iTunes. Well, did you guys listeners. know you're here to listen to Jake rank all his scary movies of all time yeah, and then apparently. give a random opinion. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's going to talk about four or five movies here or there. Yeah, that's um, probably true. Trick art. I've never seen this one, so it's going at the bottom there. Nope. Um, Paranormal Activity. It's an I've seen it. movie. It's I've an seen it. movie. It's it terrified me. This completely changed the horror genre for like ten years. I think you're correct. I remember when this first came out, and I remember all of the hype around it, uh, and everybody was shitting their pants over. You got to see this movie. And so I was with some friends, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna watch this movie. You need to watch it." And I was like, "I'm gonna sit there and cover my fucking eyes in the background," uh, but I watched it, and it was terrifying, and it was good. So, yeah, it's an S tier movie. Fight me on it. Good movie. Um, next up is the host ass Never seen it. F tier. Uh, after that is Dawn of the Dead. Never seen it. How, Kyle. I've seen Shaun of the Dead. Found that one to be funny. Christ. Oh, this is going to be a long ranking. Uh, You're going to have to just rate these yourself. Yeah, apparently Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's C tier. It's not great. It's got a lot of cool parts, but it's not great. Next up is Saw. You have to have seen Saw. I have. And this one, you can fight me on. I think the Saw movies are so fucking good. Yeah. I think they are debatably top of the S tier. But um, I also don't watch horror movies, so my opinion's probably not very valid. I'm going to put them in S tier because, again, it kind of changed the genre. I was for just going to say that. Time. I think on the front half of this, like you say, Paranormal changed it. I think Saw changed it first, and then it was changed yeah. again when you got to Paranormal Activity genre. And and that's why I'm okay with having them both up there because they both changed it in different ways. Like Saw was the not the first, but like one of the ones that really brought like the super gory, super dark stuff to the mainstream again for a while. Because like there's some of the movies that are on this list later later on down that are older movies that are like you can't find them because they're that fucked up. Like Saw brought that and everybody was just cool with it. Yeah, dude, it's not the gore that messes me up with horror movies either. It's like the fright, right? So like you said with Get Out, like how you think it's kind of a mindfuck movie. I think Saw is too. And I think that's why Saw didn't bother me so much. And I was fine with watching those because I think those are less scary than they are just mind fucking. And so I thought the Saw movies were really good. I don't remember at what point in the series that I was like, okay, these are getting a little shitty. But I do think that they, as a whole, like the series is pretty good. I think it was after the third one. <clears throat> that's probably pretty close to correct yeah uncle kyle agrees with you uh he hasn't seen most of them but saw was great what is it with kyle's and not watching movies huh hey man what the i fuck? love movies hate scary movies what the fuck all right 28 days later have you seen it uh this one i maybe have but it's it, it doesn't hit my memory so there's like one iconic scene it's not really iconic but to me it is in this movie where um it's so it's like a zombie kind of zombie kind of pandemic-y world ending because of an illness kind of thing and there's one point where there's a dead body like on the roof of the building and this person looks up while it's raining and the blood from the dead guy hits the person in the eye and infects them and like that fucked me up that like really fucked me up it's yeah, still so top of c tier it's not that good but it fucked me up um the ring is next saw it scary but i also thought it was a little cheesy so this one might be like b tier a tier maybe i don't fucking know i think it's bottom of a tier 
I think Carly should rank these though. But she's gonna walk away. She said she's shaking her head no in the background. But I'm not. I don't fuck around with Scooby, so. Sean's out here ready to throw hands with the Kyles because y'all ain't watching scary movies. I think he's just mad that we didn't rate the ring as S tier. Probably. He did specifically say he wants the ring in S tier. What the fuck is up, Kyle? (laughs) I think that's also what he's referencing. referencing. But um, Final Destination. I feel like I have seen one of the Final Destinations and I thought it was just dumb. Yeah, my hot take with Final Destination is it's fucking garbage. I don't remember which one I saw but I think it was bad. You probably saw the one that everybody saw where the wood on the truck. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Whichever one that was. I'm going to put it in E tier because I don't think it's worthy of F tier, but it's bad. Um, Next up is the Blair Witch Project. I saw this too uh, a long time ago and I don't, I have limited memory of this because I think I saw when it first came out. So it's been a long time. But I remember thinking like, why would anybody want to watch this stupid first person perspective movie style? And then I also remember people saying like how fucking changing it was for the way that the genre was depicted. And like, people were so ecstatic about how this like first person horror was happening. And I was just like, well, it was like the first found footage. Like it was the first to really do. It wasn't the first to really do that. It was the first to do that in a, in a popular way. There's like, there's another movie later on this list that did it too. And did it in a way that was, so shocking that I'll tell you about it when we get there. Um, Sean says the ring was introduced to me as a child. Very scary. Then watched again as I was older and laughed at it. I think yeah. that's probably a lot of the scary movies, especially yeah. as like time progresses. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. Um, Blair witch project to me though, is it's very good. It's an a tier, but I, I'm not, I can't give it any higher. I'm going to put it over the ring and I'm going to put it over witch, but not over a quiet place. Um, next up event horizon never seen it of course you haven't um it's it's a uh, it's a paulus anderson movie um it's a little bit older i want to say it was like late 90s but there there's a lot of drama surrounding this movie and it was very graphic there's a lot of stuff that people deemed very unnecessary in it and the crazy part is is that was with a bunch of it cut out and the weird part is is if it's the movie that i'm thinking of which i'm almost positive that it is um they lost a lot of the scenes of this movie and then they were randomly found in like a salt mine in Transylvania. Like it's so like, there's so many weird stories around this movie. That being said, I don't think it's good. It's, it's a D tier, <laughs> but it's got a great, it's got a cool story behind it. Um, next up is scream a classic. So I'm sure you guys will love my story on this, but the only reason I've ever even seen part of the scream movie is because I thought it was uh, what's the parody of this. Uh, scary movie scary movie so i thought it was that and so i started watching this and i was like this isn't what i thought it was and then i quit watching wow. so i have no ranking here um let's see it's so average it's probably the most overrated horror film of all time that's the one that's winning our office pool right now and i'm not happy about it might boycott the party who am i kidding so I'm the next gonna... five i haven't seen so i'll let you just rank those all right killer clowns from outer space um it's a B tier just because of how bad it is that it's good. Um, Evil Dead 2, not my favorite. I like the first one better, and I like Ash vs. the Evil Dead better. But it's D tier. It's not terrible. The Fly, I haven't seen personally. Um, the people in my office have very good things to say about it, but I haven't seen it. Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street, another classic, another average one to me. Um, the Thing, 
I hated it. I didn't think it was good. I'm going to put it in E tier because I don't think it's bad enough to be an F tier. But that's where we are. Um, next up is Poltergeist. I feel like I everybody's seen, seen Poltergeist. One. I'm pretty I sure feel like I have, everyone has. I, I, I think I've seen this one. Uh, and I don't think it was anything in special either. I'm going to put it in C tier again. Like, it's just, it's fine. It's not, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just whatever. And I hate that. Um, Videodrome. Have you seen it? I haven't seen the next nine. Jesus Christ. Um, it's weird. It's kind of psychological, kind of not. It has to do with like TV and stuff and, and radio and. I want to get started on my next beer, so I'm going to give my White Russian a 5.1. It was kind of boring. It was okay. But my next one, I am excited about. I'm having Sleeveless Tea Ale, which is a summer, or sorry, it's a lager, not an ale. Uh, Summer lager with tea and natural lemon flavors. Um, Uh, What I do need to do is like throw a little water in here and mix this out. I'm also going to give mine a 5.1. It's fine, but it's boring. Um, And my second beer is 903 Brewers Sasquatch Tracks which is an oak aged stout with chocolate peanut butter and vanilla bean. No, sorry. Chocolate peanut and vanilla bean. Very different than peanut butter. Yeah. All right. Um, so since Kyle hasn't seen a bunch of these, we'll just fly through them. Videodrome. It's weird, but it's bad. Uh, it's F. Um, the evil dead. Like I said, I like it better than the evil dead Two. That's going to go in B tier for me. The shine. You haven't seen the shining. Oh, I didn't see that on there. I have seen the shining. I was like, wait a second. You haven't, what would you give The Shining? Bro, I don't know. I feel like everybody calls it a classic. I, I'm the worst person to rank horror movies because I think they're all pretty bad. I'd say it's B tier. Good call. That's where I'm putting it. Top of B tier. Next up is Alien. Not a horror movie in my opinion, but... this is. I will chime in here just because I haven't seen the original because I'm, I don't like scary movies. But I will say that one of my favorite movies when I finally would brave to watch the genre was Alien vs. Predator for a long time. I that thought that is movie was awesome. Very solid. So... I think the priors were, were just as good. Um, I'll put this right behind The Shining because I'd still watch it over anything else in that, that kind of B tier. Um, you haven't seen Halloween? I have never. Christ. That's I have seen a- Freddy vs. Jason, which I also really liked. Halloween is an A tier. The original Dawn of the Dead is definitely better than the new Dawn of the Dead. It's going to go at the top of C tier, but it's still not great. Um, I don't know what this is. I can't, yeah, I can't even really see, see words in it either, so I'm just going to skip it. Don't know what that is. You haven't seen Carrie? I have never seen Carrie. Christ. It's not even scary, per se. I've seen Jaws, and Jaws scared me, if that makes you feel better. Jaws scared you. I was like 10. When did Jaws come out? Oh, fucking long time ago. Jaws. I'm going to put Carrie in B tier. Um, I have to respect it a little bit and put it above Killer Clowns from Outer Space. 1975? Yeah, it's old as shit. I might not have ever seen that. You have to have seen Jaws. Have you ever been to like Universal and done the Jaws ride? Uh, I don't think so. Christ. All right, Jaws, it sucks. Um, It's <laughs> D tier. The Birds, I've never seen. <clears throat> I have seen Psycho. Uh, Psycho I thought good. Psycho was really good. Yeah. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think it's A tier for me. What? I love these comments, dude. Your boy is probably so disappointed. Dude, this, Jake couldn't have picked a worse category. I already said that when we started the topic. Like, I don't watch scary movies, so this is not a good one for me. Well, would we'll it be make... easier for me just to tell you the ones that I have seen from here? Yeah, let's do the ones that you have seen, and then I can just rank everything else based off personal right. opinion. Bada Book or whatever the fuck is where we are. Right Baba now. Duke. 
Sure. All right, let me go on from there. Um, I saw parts of The Exorcist. I think it scared me. I don't think I finished it. Um, I've seen the original Frankenstein. I think that's what that image is, uh, yep. which was fine. Uh, um, the Exorcist, where would you put it? Dude, uh, it scared you, right? It, they all scared me. It was a B tier, sure. So B tier. B's Child's Play, I would put in the A tier. That shit's horrifying and also so fucking weird. Yeah. Maybe S tier. Child's Play is scary. I'll put in. I'll, I'll put in. Put in S tier. I'm not gonna argue too much there. All right. Uh, let's see. I saw Jeepers Creepers once, I think, uh, but it doesn't impact me that much. So maybe a C tier. And let's see. That's it. That's all I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, Baba Duke. It's a C tier, top of C tier. The Conjuring is S tier. Love it. Um, Rosemary's Baby. Again, another classic that I don't think is that good. Near top of B tier. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is S tier. Night of the Living Dead, the original zombie movie. It's cool. It sucks. If you like it, I'm sorry, but it sucks. Um, I think this is Dracula. No, no, this is, no, Nosfer- that is Nosfer- it's Nosferatu. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's Dracula, essentially. Same kind oh, of thing. It I'd sucks. Like that. F. I actually kind of like some of the classic movies, to be honest. I like them because they're classics, though, not because of like their horror. I mean, I don't... That's a weird way to say that. What do you mean? You like them just because they're defined as classics? Yeah, pretty much. I took a film class and they told me to appreciate the classics, so that's what I did. <laughs> so I just appreciate all the classics. Done. Okay. Um, Army of Darkness is D tier. It's not good. Friday the 13th is overrated as hell. It's above Poltergeist, but not by much. I don't know what this is, and I don't feel like reading that. I'm trying to read it. As I say, I'm not going to read it, so we're just going to put it there. The original Frankenstein. Where would you put it? You said you've seen it. I have, uh, but again, I like the classics, so I thought Frankenstein was really good. Probably middle B tier, based on the ones that I've seen. I'll agree with you. I'm going to put it right there. Um, Brain Dead, it sucks. It's a D. It's an E tier. It's not quite F tier. I don't know what this is, so there you go. The Vanishing, fine. It's D tier. Silent Hill, it's fine. The games were better. How excited are you that you picked this topic? I was excited, and now I'm just... I looked so hard to find a good like horror movie <laughs> list, too. That's the worst part. Oh, man. Um, haven't seen The Strangers 2, because I haven't seen The Strangers. Hostel was scary as fuck. It's an A tier. There's a part of me that feels like I've seen that, but also I don't know that I have. I feel like you'd remember if you've seen it. I've stayed in a hostel before, and that was its own unique experience. We can talk about that sometime. We definitely will have to. Cause that's what the movie's about. It's they stay in a hostel and then a yeah. bunch of fucked up shit happens. Um, Friday the 13th part two. Where did I put Friday the 13th part one? Cause this is right next to it. It's in, is, is that it towards it's, the C tier? Yeah. And yeah. the C tier put nightmare <clears throat> on ring two. Eh. Never seen. <laughs> but it was worse than ring. So I'm going to put it in D tier. Uh, creep show never seen jeepers creepers this movie's fine uh, i'll put it near the top of c tier uh, i'm never gonna watch it again if i don't have to but it's not bad um cannibal holocaust this is the one that i was talking about where it's like one of the most fucked up movies of all time 
like so it's it's a found footage movie of people who are essentially contacting a, a, a forgotten tribe or like an uncontacted tribe. Um, and then it's, it's uh, found footage goes on from there, but there's a bunch of deaths and like they killed a bunch of animals, like actually killed them for the movie. And the deaths were so graphic that the director was arrested and they had to subpoena all of the actors from the movie to prove they were still alive. Shit. And it was in their contract that they couldn't for any reason, like at for X amount of time after the movie was released that they couldn't like go out in public because Damn, they intense. wanted it. They wanted it to be that believable. When did and this then, come like, out? This was in like the eighties. Okay. I want to say it might've been that's a little earlier. Cool. Conceptually. That's pretty cool for the, uh, for the time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was but... a lot. Um, it's a very fucked up movie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it came out in 1980. Um, it, it came out in Italy originally, I believe. But yeah, huh. it's really messed up. It's very, very good, though. And I think because of the realness of it, like I think it has to go in S tier because it is just legendary for what came outside of the movie. Um, A lot of people disagreeing with you on Hostel in the chat. Well, Hostel is not S tier. It's, <laughs> it's A tier. They will not have your opinions, and I can't help to back you guys up. Hostel is just worse Saw. Fight me on it. That's what I'm here. That's what that's what the podcast is for. Tell me why it's so great. I have to go to a different screen to do the tier list, though, so I'll be back to hear your arguments in a minute. Um, Creatures from the Black Lagoon. I'm going to put this in D tier just because it made me laugh, but it sucks. Um, Children of the Corn, uh, also known as uh, the nickname for my high school. Um, I don't think you've seen this. Uh, you can't see the chat right now, right? No, I can't. Uh, Sean said all Ford movies have a solid chance of making movies very scary. Yes. True. Uncle Kyle said the Achilles scene. I'm assuming he's talking about in hospital. Yes. Yep. There. Yep. I know what he's talking about and they're good, but everything that I have above it is better. And that's the perks of being the guy with the podcast is I get to make the final decision. Um, Children of the corn. It's, put at the bottom of c tier i guess it's fine the hills have eyes is s tier it's a classic there's we all know jake likes the classics because he was told to in film class shut the... yeah um that's true um <laughs> that does but... jelly, dude. i'm not gonna lie i think that's it, so funny it's also just like it's a classic because it's good it's not just a classic because like it's one of the classics like um phantom carriage never seen zombie never seen the blob never seen the last house on the left i think this is the original one and i've only seen the remake but i still is thought that, it... is the remake the one that was on netflix recently was it that show no it's a it's a movie uh, carly and i just watched a, a horror series on netflix i think not that long ago that i actually thought was really good yeah last house really popular on the left came out in 2009 carly if you're listening chime in on the chat let me know what that was yeah, let me know what it was because I want to watch it. Um, it was actually really good. Last House on the Left is very, very good. Um, I don't think it breaks out of B tier. I'm put it above Psycho because it is very good, but it's not like elite. Um, Shivers sucks. I'm going to put it in E tier. Faust sucks. Oh, the Haunting of Hill House. Oh. We didn't watch that. We liked that. That was good. I'll have to check that out. I've seen the previews for it, but I haven't actually watched it. Um, you should watch the, 
I think Carly just said, is, uh, isn't the last house on the left with the guy from Roseanne? And I don't think so, right? He was in that one with the uh, where they hid the people in the fucking basement, though, or in like that like that shelter. Yeah, uh, twelve Clover. Or, yeah, twelve yeah, Cloverfield yeah. Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Um, let me let me look real quick. I don't think. Um, oh god damn it! I'm trying. I'm looking real quick at uh, no. So last house on the <laughs> left. Um, probably the most famous person in the movie. Aaron Paul is in it. Um, he plays one of the characters in the movie. Aaron uh, Paul, that's the guy from um, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, Tony Goldwyn. Who, what does he play? Oh, he's, um, if you've ever watched, uh, what's it called? Scandal? He plays the president in Scandal. He's one of the main characters in the movie. Um, anyways, back to the list real quick to wrap it up. Troll 2, never seen it. Dead Silence, bottom of C tier. Arach- oh, Arachnophobia. This one's good. It's like shitty but good. I'm gonna put this in like Friday the Thirteenth territory. Um, never seen that one. Cujo. I'll put it at the top of D tier. Um, for God's sake, get out! Is that what is that? The Amityville Horror. Have you seen that? Have you seen the Amityville movies, Kyle? Uh, I think I saw one of them partly. I don't know. It's yeah, C tier. I, I don't like to be scared. Which is funny because as a child, I was also terrified of roller coasters. Uh, and then I got over that. And now I think they're the greatest thing on the fucking earth. Like, I can't wait for COVID to be chilled the fuck out so I can go back to an amusement park and ride some roller coasters. Yeah. Roller coasters <laughs> are sick. The adrenaline of a roller coaster fucking. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Uh, My Bloody Valentine, it's fine. <laughs> D, middle of D. House of Wax sucks. Uh, e tier. All right, that's our official movie tier list. It wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be because <laughs> Kyle... Uh, You're welcome. Kyle just uh, decides to hate scary movies for some reason. So. You're welcome. <sighs> I hate you. Anyways, that was a great topic. It was a lot of fun for me to rank my favorite scary movies. And now I just want to go watch scary movies. And maybe that's what I'll do after this podcast is over. But best, best for you, though. Um, anyways, there is a, a series of horror movies that aren't like super scary on Netflix right now. I'm trying to remember what they're called. They're kind of like cheesy. And that's what Dude, makes Dude, if they're fun. more of like a mindfuck or like a mystery thriller, I'm into that. But when it's just, I want to scare the shit out of you, I'm not really into that. So it's called uh, Fear Street is the name of the, the trilogy. It's worth watching. It's not like super scary, but I think they're just entertaining. They're they're solid, solid ways to kill, you know, kill some time. Fear Street. All right, that's all I got for my topic. Kyle, let's move on to your second topic for the week. Do you want something more serious or less serious? Give me something serious. Fuck it. Okay, perfect. So I was having a long conversation at work today, and I thought it would make a great topic, so I wanted to talk about it too. So on the serious side of things, from a finance perspective, not a financial advisor, uh, we were talking about the massive disadvantage you face as somebody that is first of all so like if you grew up poor for example right you're the chance that you are more introduced to the opportunities and pathways to make money are significantly lower but it's not just that right it's did your parents even if like they weren't good with money do they know about those things so like uh did they know about the stock market or anything like that and did you learn from that and so really the 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 bottom line of the conversation was if you 
if you don't grow up in a household where you are taught about the financial market, it is very, very difficult for you to comprehend or even want to deal with the intimidation of, uh, of saving for your future. Right. So if your parents didn't have, you know, IRAs or 401ks or invest in their own like way in the stock market, then they're probably not going to talk to you about it, which means you maybe will never do it. And so I think it was an interesting conversation just based on the fact that like, you have to truly think about the disadvantages that you have as somebody that didn't grow up with that necessarily and the barriers to entry, which is weird because when you think about it, right? Uh, like for me, for example, and I'll kind of just give my spiel a little bit. I didn't start investing in the stock market until 2020. So I have been for almost a couple of years now, which is so weird because now I'm heavily invested. I love doing it. I have a ton of fun being a part of that, that atmosphere, but I never even knew what was behind this like curtain of the stock market until I had a friend that kind of forced me to figure it out. And so it's, it's really weird when you think about all the barriers for you to just enter that when you don't grow up with it, which sets you mm -hmm. up for complete failure financially over the course of your life. When you, when you truly like look at what, what's happening, because like for me, my parents or at least one of them lived pretty much paycheck to paycheck. Right. And so we never really had that disposable income that they would put towards investments and things like that. And so because my, you know, my parent didn't do that, they never taught it to me and my other parent didn't either. And so growing or, you know, getting into my adult life where I was having some disposable income, I'm like, I'm just going to do things with it. And it's not like I'm a frivolous spender or anything, but I was definitely like one of those people that I'm just like, whatever, I'm not really worried about saving. Mm. And I had some away in cash or whatever. And a little bit in, like, I have a, essentially like the equivalent of a 401k through work, but I wasn't doing much with it. And so yeah. I, I'm just kind of curious on, from your perspective, like what, what you would add to that conversation from uh, what were some barriers for you maybe in the way that you grew up into entering or were there any or what was your experience in trying to figure out what it's going to be like for you to save for your future? Yeah, so I was, I'm one of the lucky ones kind of, you know, I grew up where I wasn't, we weren't rich or even for most of my life we weren't even really upper middle class we were, were near like the top of what you consider middle class before jumping into upper middle class but i was educated on the stock market and my family was always very open about the money that they did make and, and where it was going and why we were doing what we were doing with it um so for me like i started investing as early as i really could like it's something that I've been into for quite some time. And I even remember when you were getting into it, like you were talking to me about stocks and you were kind of like asking me what I thought just because I had some experience doing it. Like we both got in on AMD right around the same time. Um, that's just one notable, but I don't know. For me, it was a lot easier to get involved with it. And I think Jess was the opposite. Jess's family was a lot more similar to what you're describing, like living more paycheck to paycheck and, not investing and and not really talking about it much at all um and i think it we're at the point in our relationship where we're getting ready to start like really committing into buying a house in the next year you know hopefully yeah. within the next year um if we make it a year without buying a house i might go insane um but you know it's just like there's so much that goes into it like even little things like figuring out insurance stuff is like confusing for her it's confusing for yeah. everybody. I think it is, but it's just like, there's so much that goes into it that you're just not taught. 
And I was lucky enough to go to a high school where they taught us a little bit of it there too. Um, we had an economics class in high school that we had to take for graduation. And I learned how to invest in the stock market. I learned how to write a check. I learned, you know, all of the basic functions that people beg for on the internet, like that they wish their high school had, I was lucky enough to have all that. It's interesting because I went to high school too where there was a class called Math for Daily Living. And it was supposed to cater to those things that like, you know, applicable to your actual life. But a majority of it was catered to balancing a checkbook and things like that, that really like, I don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would have been so much more valuable for them to have talked about like, hey, this is how you start a brokerage account or this is what a brokerage account is. Yeah. Or this is, you know, what you could do. What's, what's the difference between an ETF or uh, um, a mutual fund and things like that? You know what I mean? And so it just it really does blow my mind because and the thing that I was telling this the guy that I work with because he grew up in a, in a family that also kind of came from a place where they understood what was going on and he had the benefit of that. But for me, it's if I would have even put $10 a paycheck from when I, because I started working when I was 14. So if I would have just taken $10 per paycheck, yep. you know, for those three years that I was there, I could, I could have so much better of a starting point to have, you know, really, you know, taken off from, from an investment standpoint. And instead I, I really started from scratch in my late twenties. And it's not that, that, that it's too late to recover at that point. Like I'm, I'm doing fine and I'm going to, I think I'll have myself set up fine in the long term as long as you know nothing crazy happens. But at the same time, it's like you talk about people that want to build like generational wealth and I don't want kids, but you know, things like setting your family up for just long-term success and, and everything. And it's without ever having those conversations when you're younger, it is very difficult to set yourself up for that later in life. And it's what, what his point was throughout the conversation is like, you have to think about a time horizon, right? Like you have to think about how to maximize. So your, your greatest asset is time. Yep. Whether people want to really acknowledge that or not. So like, I think it doesn't take a lot of agree. It doesn't take a lot of money to get involved. Right. And if you start early enough in the time horizon, you're going to have better benefits than somebody that starts later. Yep. Even if they start with more money than you, like the, tr the chance is that you will set yourself up for success better. If you start earlier rather than wait, obviously, like, I feel like that's probably pretty obvious. Right. So, if you don't have somebody that can teach you that kind of thing when you're young, it's, it's incredibly difficult to play catch up, especially when you think about it from like a Roth IRA perspective where you can only put $6,000 into those account every year. Right. So somebody that's been doing that since they were 18 years old is going to have a, a extremely high advantage on you as the 28, 29, 30 year old that's starting to get into IRAs. So I think it's important to talk about because, the problem is, is it's, it's really an education piece, which, so the good thing is, is that the internet exists, right? And people can figure that out. But if you don't have somebody that points you into that direction or tries to talk you onto that, you might never do it. Or if you do do it, it'll be later because you talk to people that were a part of that. Right. So me, like I said, I had a friend that kind of forced me into it and I, I can't thank them enough. It was, I am, it was invaluable for me to have talked to that person and get, get myself on the right path. Uh, but it's just, it's crazy to me that your upbringing can impact like the longevity of your financial success so much. Oh, a thousand percent. And it's also like, I think it's a reason why more families should talk about money. Yes. Like for so many people that, I mean, that's a topic <clears throat> in and of itself. Like, but for so many people, like just talking about money would teach their kids so much more about life. Like when I was a kid, like even, th even though my, my parents were 
fairly open with me. Like when I first started getting money, like my family could kind of eat at restaurants whenever we wanted. And so when yeah. I had a job, I didn't think about how much money I was making or anything like that. Like yep. I just thought that was a thing that people had with jobs did. And then I was like, oh shit, I've blown through my entire paycheck in like two weeks. And I don't have bills. Like I don't, like I pay for my gas and my insurance on my car and that's it. And it's just like, because I didn't, I didn't know as much about what was going on. And then as I've gotten older, my family is very open about the money that they make mm -hmm. and where it goes and, and everything. Um, and I think more people need to be like that. I think families need to be honest that, Hey, we're broke. Hey, we're living yeah. paycheck to paycheck or Hey, <clears throat> I make $400,000 a year. I can do whatever I want with my money, but here's why I do what we do with it. And here's why I don't spend a bunch of it. And then you have the families that are just uber rich and the people like, the, they're so rich that the kids get annoyed when people say that they're rich, like, because they're like, Oh, yeah. I've been hearing that my whole life. Like it's sad too. Cause if you think about it, like even my mom, uh, who lived pretty much paycheck to paycheck. Right. So uh, I kind of broke that. I was, I wasn't going to define which parent, but I just did it on accident. So there you go. So uh, it was my mom. And I think if she had even had the, the benefit of having, you know, parents on, you know, generationally back that had yeah. kind of led her down the path, even if you don't make that much money, you can still put aside a little bit of money every paycheck, even if it's just like a little, little bit at some point in time when you have that excess or like your tax refund instead of, you know, there are ways that you can absolutely set yourself up for that, the possibility of, of not being at risk of just financial destitution uh, later in life if you just, if you do just a little bit early on and, and kind of carry that through. Well, and that's, and that's basically the approach that I took. I was like, I'm working at a place that does 401k matching. Like I'd be like, yeah. just take advantage of it. Like it's, it's little things. And that's what people need to realize. And I think people hear about the stock market and they look at stocks like Tesla, like Facebook, like Google that are the, the barrier of entry for one stock is huge, but you don't Depending on which stock, but yes, but for, for those like big name ones that people hear about all the time, it, it's, it's a more expensive barrier to entry. Yeah, it's tougher. For sure. And people need to realize that that's not like, that's not all that you can do. You can invest in, in cheaper stocks. You can put $10 in a 401k. You can have your, if your company matches 401k, max that out to the most, like to the most that you can still live the life that you need to live and pay your bills. If yeah. your employer is going to give you money now for later, your salary essentially just increased by X percentage of whatever yep. that ends up being. Like yep. there's, there's so you know, many ways. I can't ways stress the importance too of like, and you, you mentioned this in passing, sorry to interrupt you, but like, I can't stress the importance of if your company has a matching policy, max that shit the fuck out. Yeah. If they'll match 5% of your income, put five fucking percent of your income in there. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you have, you have to, it, it is, is. Oh my God, you're missing out on so much money if you don't do that. So if you think about that, I'll use a hundred thousand. I know most people probably don't make a hundred thousand, but that's a good number just to do the math with. Sure. If your salary is a hundred thousand and your employer will match 5%, your salary is 105,000. Yeah. They're giving you 5,000 in retirement money. And that's yep. going to, that has the potential to be even more than that in the long run. Like that, the matching of a 401k is so invaluable and not enough people take advantage of it. Like 
I have always taken advantage of it. And that's like the one thing that my dad has ever got, like given me financial props on outside of a couple stock hits here and there that I, I tipped him on about like AMD, like pen. Um, I did end up selling on my pen. I did too. Um, you have any pen. Me neither. Um, it hit a point where I couldn't keep just, I was like, I'm just going to, yeah. It's too um, good. It's too good. Um, but yeah, like there's, you know, there's things that you can do and there's ways that you can make the most of your income. And I think people need to be more aware of that. And, and upbringing does have a huge impact on that. Like I am better off than a lot of my peers just because I knew about these things from a sure. young, young yeah. enough age that I, that it could impact me. And it's not a knock on the parents to say that they did anything wrong, but it, it is in your child's best interest to get yourself educated and then yeah. to educate your children on it. Yeah, Even if absolutely. you can't make the investments, just knowing what they are, the benefit of them and being able to explain that to your children is going to change their lives for the better. There's so many free resources out there too that you can mm -hmm. use. And like I said, the access to information is incredible now too with the internet. So uh, there's no real excuse to not try to at least try to prepare people for, you know, those opportunities that maybe you didn't have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a life. Ch it literally changes your life. If you invest well, and if you save well, you know, you're, you put it, you're setting yourself up for long-term success. And that's really what we, that's all we can hope to do. Um, you know, it's, we all want to be able to retire and we want to have no worries when we retire and, and setting yourself up early for that is is great don't get me wrong i'd love to have every penny that is in my 401k as free spending money right now yeah. but i'm gonna appreciate that it's in there a whole hell of a lot more when i'm retirement age than i would yep. appreciate it on yep. whatever i would spend it on now yep that's it man that's all i want to talk about i think it's kind of crazy and i think that there are, are so many things that you can do to prevent people from you know being at a point where even so the bottom line for me, right, is if somebody can't afford to do it, at least they should have the information to be able to when they can. Yeah. That's kind of the, the bottom line for me. If you can't do, you teach. If you can't <laughs> invest, teach your kids how to invest. Yeah, but, well, kind of. End of story. I could have ended it a little bit better, but all, all right. right. Jake, what's your second topic? I kind of feel I was going to do a serious topic, but since you gave me the serious topic, I'll save this one for next week. <laughs> All right, let's do that series. I'll, I'll go to something fun, something easy, something to kill a little bit of the 20 minutes that we have left, and we can wrap up with uh, whatever we want to wrap up with. But, Kyle, what are 10 cents that you absolutely love? Scents? Like smells? Smells. Mm, okay, new books. Interesting. I don't even like to read books that much. Sometimes I do, but I think new books, and that can go for new magazines too, like okay. newly printed publications, I guess. So you like the uh, smell of ink, paper, and glue. Got it. Sure. If you, if you don't like that smell, or you have never like taken the time to smell what that smells like, I think you're like you're crazy. You got to smell that shit. So I knew good. exactly what you were talking about when you said it. So I'm, I love that smell. I I don't love it, but I get it. Love it. Um, love it. One that absolutely has to be on my list is gasoline. I love I the smell of gasoline. It's a redneck middle of Illinois thing. <laughs> um, I do like, um, 
fresh linen. I yeah. think that's a common scent. And I think, uh, like, if I walk past somebody's house, too, like, you, sometimes, you know, people are doing laundry and you can kind of smell it. And uh, I love that smell, too. Like, whether it be, like, artificial or real, like, people doing laundry, I love that smell. Have to agree there. Have to agree. Um, vanilla has to be on my list. Do you really like vanilla? And I'm talking, like, not, like, vanilla extract. I'm talking, like, vanilla candles, vanilla ice cream, like, that sweeter fake vanilla. Give me all of it. Okay. Cause vanilla extract like doesn't have a ton of smell to it. You wanna know what one of my favorite smells of all time is? What? I'll never be able to smell it again, which is depressing. Bath and Body Works came out with a candle back when Carly and I first started dating, and it was called Wasabi Apple. And she got me this little she got like a free sample candle, right? Yeah. And I smelled it and I was like, oh my God, that smells good. And I love the smell so fucking much. And I was like, maybe I should get a full size one of this. And I was like, ah, you know, they make the same shit every year. I don't need to get it. They never produce it again. Damn. I will never smell wasabi apple from Bath and Body Works again in my life. You know what's a great smell? Friendship bread candles. Yes. I, I've been you guys trying. Are, yeah. I've... For those that don't know, when Jake came to visit, he gave us one of those candles. So that's why I know what that smells like. And friendship bread is a delicious dessert, but also a great candle scent. If you find a random lady who makes candles at a dog rescue event that you happen to work at, um, yeah, I need, I've been bugging style. Jess for weeks to get more of them because we're out and I'm using a strawberry jam one that she made, which is also very good, but it's not the same. Yeah. I will tell you my next one, and it's sitting right next to me. And Jake, you might remember this. So I don't remember if I ever told you what the what the uh, the conclusion of this was. So um, before I pull it out, <clears throat> when I was uh, building my computer, my my first computer for the first time, I remember, and I think I was on a chat with Jake while I was doing it, kind of like talking about things. I can't remember if we were on the phone or what we were doing, but I was like, I keep smelling something. It smells so good. I can't fucking figure it out. And it was driving me crazy. And I thought it was just like a new PC component, like one of the packaging or something that smelled really good. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. And I'm sitting there and I can't remember if it happened while I was still talking to you or not, but I was like, Oh, I figured it out. Well, on the shelf right next to where I was building my computer, which is, is in the other room right over there, kind of by where you can see this gumball machine right here, like right next to there, there's a shelf over there. Well, Carly had gotten a candle for Christmas, I think, or something. And it is this candle, Iowa homesick. So there's a homesick series, and I think they yep. have one for every single state. Uh, but this is one of the greatest smelling candles I've ever smelled in my life. And I think it is incredible smelling, so I'd never burn it. So she actually got a second one uh, from somebody else. And so it just sits at my desk here because it's one of those things where, like, randomly, like, the air conditioning will blow just right, and I'll get a sniff of it. And I'm just like, oh, uh-huh. my God. I love this smell. It smells so good. So even if you're not from Iowa, if you want a delicious smelling candle, homesick Iowa smells so good. Yeah. Um, I don't remember you figuring out what the smell was. So this is all news to me. I just um, remember it happened when I was building that computer. I was like, man, what I remember, I do remember you, like, we were sitting in discord yeah, and you were like, what the fuck am I smelling? So good. I love that. Handle. Um, let's see what else bacon, like fried, like the smell of bacon that just radiates <clears throat> through the whole house. I love that. You know, one of the ones that's a little weird, too, is, and this is for Carly and I, I can kind of speak on her behalf on this one. Uh, this is kind of a weird one, too, is 
both of us have this weird connection where we both really like the smell of cigarettes, even though we think like smoking is disgusting. But I think it's a nostalgia thing, and maybe I'm wrong. She can chime in the chat if she doesn't agree with me, but I'm pretty sure we agree on this. Where, like, when I was growing up, my dad smoked cigarettes. And so something about me now smelling a cigarette as an adult reminds me of my dad or like when I was younger, I'm like, oh man, like I, I kind of like that smell. And then I think about it, I'm like, that's disgusting. I don't actually like the smell of cigarettes, but it's, it's like the connection with my brain and like my memories that I actually yeah. like about it. Not necessarily the smell itself, but that always reminds me of like childhood. I get that. It reminds me of my grandparents whenever yeah. I smell it. So my I, grandpa too, for sure. I, I can definitely see that. Um, let's see the, what are we on, four? I don't know if that was four or five for me. We'll call it four. Um, you're fourth. You're going on your fifth. I'm about to say my fourth. Um, let's see. Oh, I love the smell of it, but I never – it's always the most disappointing thing in the world to me is, like, hazelnut coffee. It always smells so good. Like, if you ever have, like, the K-cups, the K, like, the hazelnut yeah. K-cups – and you make them, it smells so good, and then you just get no flavor because it's just burnt to shit because it's a K-cup. Yeah, and coffee in general, I think when it comes to flavored coffees, do a really bad job of translating scent to flavor. And I agree with you. I think I think I love the co- smell of coffee in general, but I think usually when it comes to flavored coffees, yeah. the smell is so much better than the taste. I always get suckered into buying it, and then I drink it. I'm like, I'd just rather drink the fucking basic breakfast blend or dark roast that i have like it's yeah it's it's the it's the biggest like buzz kill because you're like oh it's gonna taste so good and then you're like oh it's coffee which is still really good but it's just boring it's just not the same carly threw in the chat fresh cut grass coffee and cats and so i i will agree that there is something about like freshly mowed lawn that smells really good but it reminded me of a different one and that's in it's so much more in the midwest than it was here and carly and i have grown to appreciate it here too but the smell of rain yes it just one thousand percent it smells fresh yep you know what i mean like there's just like this cleansing type of smell that's associated with rain that i really like and i think a lot of people do connect with that but it's it is a little bit funny because uh in arizona it's it's a different smell and i remember when we were moving here somebody in carly i can't remember who's who told this to us maybe she does but uh, somebody was like, you, you guys are going to love the smell of the rain in Arizona. It smells so good. And we're like, oh, okay, that's like, cool. We'll check that out. And then I remember the first time we smelled it, we were like, this smells terrible. Like, what are they talking about? But now it's grown on us and we both do enjoy the smell of the rain here too. It's, it's definitely interesting, but it was for whatever reason, like at first it really like grossed us both out. Yeah. Rain post rain smell is amazing. There's, there's zero. I will. I will disagree a little bit because I think especially in the Midwest, it's got to be right before the rain and during the rain. Post rain smells like worms. No. Because all the night crawlers start fucking coming out of the dirt in the Midwest and you start smelling worms. I I don't have the same experience, so I'm going to... Somebody out there has to have that same like concept as me. Where somebody can, if they chime in the chat or whatever, what I'm pretty sure somebody's going to agree with me that it smells like fucking worms after the rain in the Midwest. Carly says it can't it, smell like worms. What do you mean it can't? That doesn't make any sense. It smells like worms. It smells think, like nightcrawlers. I think it you're... It like fishing bait. I'm going to, again, I'm going to disagree, but it, it's understandable. I get where you're coming from. They, literally, what happens when you when it rains in the Midwest? Worms come Every out goddamn worm in the fucking world comes out of the dirt. Yeah, the little dirt noodles just start wiggling yes. around. And they stink. I don't think they stink. I think they you're... They fucking stink. 
I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Go out next not... time it rains and tell me how much it smells like worms. <laughs> maybe I'll taint your perspective on post-rain smells. Maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. Let's see. What's another one for me? Um... I'm trying to think of... Like, oh, if yeah, there's... yeah. Okay. Carly defined it. Yes. Rain does smell only smell good when it doesn't smell like worms. Okay. I'm glad gotcha. Okay. That makes, that makes more sense. Um, leather. A, like good leather, leather is an incredible smell yeah. smells like those baseball gloves right there smell amazing leather smells really good for sure i'm gonna throw one out there for the wife that's listening i love carly's perfumes i have to caveat that though because there's some of them that she likes that smell like old ladies <laughs> she doesn't buy a lot of them but you know what i'm talking about like those really floral ones i don't like yeah those, i'm not really a fan of those either yeah they jess doesn't really wear perfume all that much um, but I've, I've smelled enough perfume to know that they're all great in the sense that I'd almost always yeah. rather myself smell like perfume than cologne. I hate the smell of most colognes. I like the smell of some of them. I just don't really like to wear cologne. I, I've found I like feel three, I found like, yeah, me neither. I found like three ever that I like. It's just not, not a go-to for me. I like the ones that are like we've been talking about like kind of like the fresh clean smells i don't really yeah. like heavily perfumed men, men's scents yeah um let's see what else i'm trying to think if there's any like weirder ones that i like because i'm sure that there is um in a weird way i kind of oh, like I the smell one. of skunk you want to know what i would say to that what You'd probably like the smell of weed instead. I don't like the smell of weed. I'm the opposite. So I've smelled some, obviously, in my life for various, you know, occasions. But uh, I think that smells good to me. I think skunks smell terrible. Yeah, I think it's the opposite for me. I, I like. I can. But tell I do think there's a similarity in scent. So I think there, you could be closely related. There is a similarity, but I can tell when it's skunk versus weed. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, most people. And can. I prefer the the skunk smell to the weed smell. It's not my favorite smell in the world, but it's it's one where every once in a while when I get it, I'm like, hmm, kind of miss that when it's gone. Um, let's see. You know what's another good one? Huh. Right when you open, they don't really do this anymore. But when you used to buy, obviously, when you buy physical copies of video games and you first peel off that plastic layer, I get yeah, that used to smell so good. Yeah, I. No, that to now. me is similar to like the magazine thing though like the magazine book thing yeah where it's like that scent of like new car for example right like things of like that are just really new yeah i think generally smell pretty good yeah i would have to agree um this one is weird for me maple because like maple i syrup yeah because i love the smell of it but i'm not like in beer i love it but like maple donuts are too much like maple brown sugar anything it's a, like it's just, it's way too too sweet but the smell of it always gets me to try it because i'm like oh this is going to be so good and then i try it and i'm like oh this is too much but the smell of maple is amazing mm. that's interesting that's pretty much all i have though those are all like the the good ones that i can think of that i really like instinctively think of oh i've got there's there's a smell if you play baseball with a wood bat after you hit a foul ball where the wood is like really hot it has to be just, a foul ball though i mean it could be a fair ball but you're not gonna have time to smell your bat after a fair ball you're running <laughs> to first fair um enough. 
but that smells really good. I've always really liked um, rubber, like the smell of rubber. Yeah, I like the smell of rubber too. Um, which is great for me because I just bought a bunch of resistance bands and they oh, all nice. have that like new rubber smell yep. to them. New and, and every... rubber together. Yep. And then when I'm like, I use them and then just afterwards for like an hour, my hands smell like rubber. <laughs> oh, sometimes I don't like that actually. Me talking about my hand, baby powder. I don't the like smell of baby either. powder is so like, it's so cl- like you're talking about just clean. Yeah. I it's just really a very like clean smell. smell. It's great. Um, and then any baked good. Baked goods are Cake, good. cookie, brownie, yeah, sure. donut, whatever it is. If you bake it, you fry it, it's got sugar in it. I probably like it. I'm going to rate my final beer. Because I don't have any more smells that I want to talk about. Sounds good. Sleeveless tea was really good. I don't like summer shandy very much, which leads me to believe the fact that I would probably lose my taste for this probably pretty quickly if I had another one. Uh, but on a first instinct, it's a 7-2. It was pretty damn good. Solid. Any, anything that breaks into the sevens is pretty good for you. Yeah, it was good, man. I would. It's a nice, refreshing, like summery ale, which is weird to have it right now, but it's okay. It sounds delicious, and I want to try it. It's good. Um, my beer, when you sip it, it's like a eight two. Yeah. When you swallow it, it's like a four one. There's That's this sad. weird like bug spray note to it that is just very off-putting on the aftertaste that's sad so i'll give it like a five eight because it it, the the, when you sip it when you before you swallow it it's a very good flavor it's very peanutty it's very sweet that's what she said um but it's like it's just at the end it's it's just not it it ain't it chief All right, well, that about wraps it up. We've rated our beers, we've had our topics, we've had some fun. That is the end of another episode of Two Average Husbands. Thank you for joining us. As always, if you're watching on YouTube, our Twitter handles for the personal Twitters are under our names there, at JakePerry34 for Jake, at Kyle and Herson for myself. And then we also have the uh, numerous social media you can follow Two Average Husbands on. You can find that all on our link tree. Uh, you can look at us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and then Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And there's probably something else I'm missing. Oh, we are on Discord as well now. Uh, so during the chat or during the podcast, you can chat with us on Discord. And also, we're kind of doing a shitty job. I'm sorry, but we're trying to uh, be live commenting on the NFL football games in the chat there too on Discord. So uh, feel free to join us there for some additional content as able. Yes, I was busy this past week, so I wasn't able to, but I will be in Discord. All day Sunday. So if you want to come watch football and just talk about the games, if you want to just shoot the shit about anything, if you want to just talk to somebody for an hour of your day, you want to just get some stuff out there. there. We're hanging we'll, out. We'll be there. We'll be we'll be hanging out, having some food, having some drinks, watching some football. So it's always a good time. Make sure you stop by. Like Kyle said, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for any of the support that you do give. Make sure if you're listening on YouTube. You give us a thumbs up, you leave a comment, you share the video. Uh, if you're listening on any of the platforms, we appreciate you. Make sure you f- you subscribe on YouTube, you follow on iTunes and Spotify. And that is all that we have for you this week. And we will see you all next week. Peace.